sure as God made green apples, someday the Chicago Cubs are going to be in the World Series. And maybe sooner than we think. Here's the old line. This is going to be a tough play. Cubs fans, I'm Sean Sears, and welcome into another episode of Lockdown Cubs, part of the Lockdown Network, your team every day. The Cubs took two or three this weekend from the Brewers as they win their first home series of the 2020 season. They hit the road and go to Cincinnati to start a series with them, uh, which is a little nerve-wracking right now because, as it's been reported, COVID cases have kind of taken over, at least in the Marlins. They had four players, three to four players, test positive on Sunday, still played their game, and now it's coming out that they have a total of 11 personnel testing positive for COVID. Their game with the Orioles has been canceled in Miami as they remain in Philadelphia being quarantined, and the Phillies have subsequently canceled their game with the Yankees and have quarantined everyone in their away clubhouse staff. So baseball's got pretty much its worst nightmare pooling up here right now just three games into the season so we'll talk about some of the fears that COVID is bringing as the Cubs are set to hit the road in Cincinnati today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com amazing selection reliable little prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them lockdown sent you and then of course we were brought to you in partnership with cubsinsider.com head to Cubs Insider to read how about Ryan Tapira got his called I got called up from South Bend as Brad Wick was placed on the 10-day IL Plus, COVID kind of taking over baseball. All that and more at CubsInsider.com, the official partner of Lockdown Cubs. You can get Lockdown Cubs in whatever podcast app you use, and make sure when you get into your car, you tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Cubs. You can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Cubs or all the great content. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Cubs. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. And let's give a shout out to the sister stations. Lockdown White Sox, Herb Lawrence, was a top five Lockdown show this week. Uh, as White Sox fans were very excited for the debut of this impressive group they've got put together here. So check out Lockdown White Sox. You can follow, hosted by Herb Lawrence. You can follow them at Lockdown White Sox. Of course, Lockdown Bowls, hosted by Jordan Malley and Matt Peck. One of my buddies gave me a shout-out for uh, Lockdown Cubs in opening day. Shout-out to Peck. He's, a, he's my boy. And then Lauren Cox, he just celebrated his third year hosting the Lockdown Bears podcast and then uh, Locked On Blackhawks has a new host. I think it's Jack Bushman has taken over Jay Zawoski. So uh, it is now Jack Bushman covering Locked On Blackhawks, which is getting excited as the NHL is getting ready to start with the Blackhawks getting ready to enter a playing game series. So all that Chicago sports, while tumultuous, is still kind of happening, we've got you covered here on Locked On Network. So here in the first segment that I talked about, the Cubs take two or three away from the Brewers. Um, 
Friday night's game, pretty impressive work from Kyle Hendricks, who went the distance, nine innings of work, only allowing three hits, nine strikeouts, eight of those strikeouts coming in the first four innings. Kyle Hendricks' curveball is nasty, folks, and when he pairs it with a changeup and sinker-cutter combination, he was filthy, and the Brewers just did not know what to do. In terms of offense, the Cubs scored first, I believe, in the third inning. They tacked on two runs, uh, courtesy of an Ian Happ home run Cubs take a two nothing lead in the top of the or bottom of the third with Horner on second. And then they tack on another home run courtesy of Anthony Rizzo in the bottom of the eighth, a home run line drive. It was out of here, pulled into right uh, Cubs take a three, nothing lead and win this game. Three, nothing impressive game. Kyle Hendricks, obviously the star of this game just absolutely stifled the Brewers, and it felt like even any time that, you know, like Lorenzo Cain, I think at the top of the six, poked a single through in the left field side, and immediately Hendricks came back out, got a fly ball strikeout. He did not let the Brewers collect these hits, and that's really how they score runs. They get a lot of soft contact, and then a guy like Christian Yelch steps up and crushes a ball into the gap or leaves the yard, and suddenly you're looking at this score, and you're like, oh, wow, the Brewers are leading. And that's kind of exactly what happened on Saturday. <laughs> um, uh, unfortunately, you Darvish just wasn't terrible, uh, he wasn't terrible by any means, but he wasn't necessarily great. Uh, in four innings of work, he allowed six hits, three earned runs, five strikeouts, no walks, but kind of was getting hit up a little bit by uh, the Brewers here. But uh, Corbin Burns on the mound for the, the Brewers, he didn't last super long, was starting to get hit a little bit. Three and a third innings of work, two hits, one earned run, uh, three walks, six strikeouts. The walkers what really did him, but those six strikeouts, Corbin Burns, he's exactly the type of guy where... The Cubs either just annihilate him with the long balls or they just swing and miss. And those six strikeouts kind of prove that. Brett Suter is the one that comes away with the, the win. He was able to go two and two-thirds, allowed three hits. The other two runs for the Cubs to score had three strikeouts. And then after that, the Brewers bullpen kind of shut down the Cubs as they would allow just one hit in the final three innings of work. But taking a look at the scoring, it started by the Cubs early on. Wilson Contreras hit his first home run of the season to left, scoring Anthony Rizzo. Oh, excuse me. Hit a single. He hadn't hit his home run yet. He hit a single to the left, the left field side. Rizzo scored. Baez moves to third. The Cubs take a one nothing lead. The Brewers immediately um, answer back after a double from Lorenzo Cain. A fielder's choice gets Gamble to first, and then a single to center field. Cain scores. Gamble moves to second. The Brewers tie that up one one at the top of the second. It would remain one one until the bottom or top of the fourth, and Ben Gamble hit a triple in the center field. Uh, Omar Navarez scored along with Lorenzo Cain. The Brewers take a three one lead. Justin Smoke then smashed a ball, fly ball, deep home run off of Dwayne Underwood, who came in in relief of you, Darvish. Uh, Brewers take a 4-1 lead. Kyle Schwarber gets the Cubs back in this game. He hits a home run to the right center, center right field. Bias scores on the play. The Cubs back 4-3, just down a run. Christian Yelich changes that to home almost immediately. He hits a two-run shot off of Brad Wick into left center field. Eric Silgart scores. Brewers back up 6-3 now, or extend their lead back up to three runs. And then James Norwood struggles as Omar Navarez hits a double in the center field as Avisel Garcia scores, who hit a single before that. And then Lorenzo Cain scores Navarez on a single in the left field. Brewers up 8-3, and that's essentially the game. Now the Cubs do come back bottom of the seventh. They're able to get Rizzo, Baez, and then Contreras on base with the bases loaded with Jason Hayward up to the plate. In a 1-2 count, he swings and misses his all three of the strikes that he swung at were not in the zone as Devin Williams is able to get Jason Hayward swinging a little aggressive. The Cubs squander their best chance to score. Score remains 8-3, and that's how it stays throughout this game. Uh, so tough loss. 
the Cubs just kind of had these games where they score a lot of runs or they find a way to, to pile on moments and then other games really have a hard time scratching across more than three or four runs. That's been kind of their MO. But Sunday's game, a little more encouraging. Tyler Chatwood on the mound, and he looked really good. Six innings of work, just three hits, one earned run, two walks, and eight strikeouts. Chatwood looked really good. His cutter was working very well against left-handed hitters, against the Brewers, and his changeup. Uh, curveball and his fastball really were playing well off of each other. The the focus for Chatwood this year has been very much they don't want him throwing his fastball as much. They want him to trust his secondary pitches more and just allow those guys to the, the pitches to work off one another. And it worked so far against the Brewers who were a little aggressive. Uh, Casey Sadler got himself in a little bit of a trouble here. He got, got one out, but then walked two batters, was pulled for Kyle Ryan, who ends up getting the hold. He goes two, an inning and two thirds, no strikeouts, no walks. And then Jeremy Jeffers comes in, allows one walk, but is able to close it down. Cubs pitching pretty good this week. The bullpen itself has has been okay. I mean, there's guys that were pitching, like James Norwood's not a guy. I think that's typically a part of this group. And we've seen um, now Ryan Tapira back on this roster. I think the veteran arms hopefully could be be a little more proven here. But the Cubs don't really know what they have. You have to try it and see what happens. Um, In terms of scoring, though, the Cubs – did jump out to an early one nothing lead once again. That's a good trend we're seeing in a lot of these games. Jason Hayward hit a ground out to first second in between the first and second baseman. Uh, I think it was Keston Hira scooped it and threw it to first, but Schorber was able to score after he doubled into right field and then advanced to third on a wild pitch while Hayward was up to bat. So the Cubs taking one nothing lead. Uh, bottom of the fourth, that's when the Cubs really break this game open a little bit. Uh, Wilson Contreras hits a double. Down to the right field side, Schwarber scores after he walks. Jason Hayward then gets a walk. Corey Knable replaces Freddie Peralta, who's a starter for the Brewers. Nico Horner hits a single in the center field. Contreras scores. Hayward moves up to second. Victor Carantini, a single in the right field. Hayward scores. Horner up to third. And then Ian Happ, a single in the center field. Horner scores. Carantini up to second. The Cubs leave the bottom of the fifth up 5-0 on the Brewers. Orlando Arcia hit a single in the right field that scored Omar Navarez after him and Ben Gamble teamed up for a couple singles. Or excuse me, uh, Navarez walked, then Gamble singled, and then Orlando Arcia dropped the ball in the right field. Uh, uh, I believe Navarez was able to score again, moved it up to third, but the Brewers just take one run back. Cubs still up 5-1. Bottom of the seventh, Wilson Contreras hits an absolute no-doubter home run. A curveball, hanging curveball from Bobby Wall. He smashes it into left center field, gone. Cubs up 6-1. Bottom of the seventh, Ian Happ, after Josh Fegley walks, crushed a home run into left field. Oppo Taco, two-run shot, Cubs up 8-1. And then Anthony Rizzo, two batters afterwards, hits a home run into left center field as well, going opposite opposite field. The Cubs take a 9-1 lead. Jeremy Jeffress comes in. He does hit Justin Smoke. He does walk a batter. Uh, and then is able to induce the fly ball from Ben Gamel to get the final out. The Cubs win 9-1 and take this series 2-3. So, all of that great, good, wonderful stuff that was awesome to see, and then it was announced later in the day that the Marlins had potentially three to four players test positive for COVID, um, including their or their probable starter for Sunday's matchup, Jose Urania. So they had to scramble, find another pitcher uh, in Philadelphia, they then reported that they were going to take their time traveling to Miami for some other reasons. It was a source that came out later saying they were still waiting on testing. It comes out this morning 
broken first by, I think, Jeff Passan and Jesse Rogers uh, that the Marlins had about eight players test positive, 10 total personnel. Ken Rosenthal then put out an article talking about this and saying the Marlins had roughly about 11, not roughly, exactly. They had 11 personnel turn up be positive for COVID right now, which is terrifying because these tests are obviously delayed in how you can get these results. They're happening every other day, but the results do take a moment to come back. If you have 11 personnel testing positive on your team and you just played team, you just played in Philadelphia, you see all the Braves having issues with that. Now the Mets could be dealing with this as well. Um, this is kind of scary. Uh, they've already canceled. As I talked about the Marlins are supposed to open up their uh, season against the Orioles tonight or their home opener, at least at the, in Miami against the Orioles tonight that has been canceled and the Phillies have now canceled their matchup with the, with the Yankees, despite the Yankees being in Philadelphia as well. So it's, this is not good. Um, there's, there's no way to really look at this and, and think this is positive. And I, I just don't get why the Marlins played on Sunday, uh, three to four players should be enough to, 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 to potentially quarantine a team. According to a couple of medical experts that uh, Ken Rosenthal spoke to in his article, one being Dr. John Schwartzberg, who is a clinical professor at UC Berkeley um, and works specifically in their division of infectious disease. And then uh, Dr. Zachary Binney, an epidemiologist from Emory University's Oxford College. Uh, so they're saying that it, it basically what they were saying is from uh, how many players are testing positive now, this is 100 percent an outbreak. With the Marlins, it, they should most likely have to quarantine this team for two weeks. Um, their season should be seriously put in question. Um, but as Don Mattingly talked about, he said there was really never any consideration of not playing. Um, and it's it's kind of crazy. Like a guy like Miguel Rojas, they're a veteran shortstop on a, a team like the Marlins that doesn't have a ton of veterans, said that you know that was just never their mentality of not playing. And you know, just a week ago, we're talking about the Cubs not practicing or teams with you know holding out on on team you know workouts because they haven't gotten the testing back the marlins were waiting for some tests they knew they had players that test positive there is no reason they should have played these games regardless it, it probably doesn't i mean it makes a difference but it, it's not like it was necessarily guaranteed if they didn't play this game sunday that people weren't going to get sick they'd already been playing and more than likely a lot of their team has already had the disease or the virus had just did not realize this yet. So now we're, we're seeing just, I mean, baseball is playing today. All other games are going to be playing for the other 28 remaining teams or 26 remaining teams that did not have their game canceled. But um, this is something baseball needs to handle right now. Rob Manford is supposedly supposed to be talking to the media later today. He does have a meeting with his team owners. There's a weekly Monday meeting with all the team owners. Um, I'm sure they're going to try and figure out what type of extended protocols they can take to avoid this. Cause right now the only person that can essentially put a pause on a team season or the season in whole is Rob Manford. He's the only one that can tell someone they cannot play or they shouldn't play. Otherwise the expectation is that, Baseball continues, and they just kind of fill in with the roster, even if a team is in the midst of an outbreak. So I would expect that to change, but we just don't know. That will do it here in our first segment. We will be talking a little bit about this series with the Reds and what's going on with their team as they might as well have already been dealing with one COVID player and could be having more as the Cubs hopefully aren't heading into a hotbed, hot zone in Cincinnati. More on that more here in the second segment. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. 
Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and why wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brands his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers and access to autorock.com at home in your pocket. Autorock.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to autorock.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake pads to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in an easy few clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for the professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to autorock.com right now and see all the parts available for your car and truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so you know who sent you. It's us. (laughs) Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with an inflammation-fighting compound like Arcana and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all our listeners... 25% 25% off of your next order when you use the promo code LOCKDOWNMLB at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code LOCKDOWNMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. All right, here in the second segment, the Cubs versus the Reds. They face off each other as the Cubs' first home or road series excuse me, in Cincinnati. Starts at 540 today. It's John Lester versus Wade Miley on the mound. Um... Cincinnati one and two so far. Uh, Wade Miley, a guy that obviously they lost their two to three against Detroit, which was strange. But uh, Wade Miley, a guy that pitched relatively well last year for uh, for the Reds, posting a three point nine eight ERA. Um, in his last matchup with the Cubs, he did pick up the loss, but only gave up two earned runs. Obviously, different entire scenario hard to compare the results from last year john lester his first start of the year last year obviously wasn't the greatest ended with a 3.46 era had moments where he struggled against cincinnati he only picked up one win in his last five starts against them three no decisions and a loss he's averaged roughly about three to four runs per game against cincinnati um they do like hitting left-handers so this will be a tough matchup for day or for uh john lester but the bullpen relatively fresh and should be able to hopefully overcome some of these issues here. Uh, Of course, some of the bigger concerns right now are that uh, there are three players potentially on Cincinnati that have COVID. One of them being Matt David for sure, as he's been put on the 10 day IL. Uh, But Mike Moustakis and Nick Senzel, one of the top prospects for the Reds last year, um, both reported on Sunday they weren't feeling the greatest and weren't necessarily showing signs of COVID, but weren't feeling well either. So under the recommendation from the team, both those players, quarantined and sat out from yesterday so they're waiting tests from them but there very well could be more news coming out with COVID as teams are starting to officially travel this weekend and we're seeing some of the repercussions from that so it's a nerve-wracking situation um to say the least uh in terms of what the Reds have to offer they are dealing with a good amount of injuries right now uh 
course, there are new signings. Nick Castellanos, this will be the first time he's faced the Cubs since not playing for them. Shogo Akiyama was a Cubs target. And, of course, Mustak is a guy the Cubs are familiar after playing with the Brewers this last few years. Uh, the Cubs luckily get to miss Trevor Bauer, which is nice, but it'll be Wade Miley versus John Lester tonight. Tomorrow, Alec Mills versus Tyler Malley. Uh, Kyle Hendricks against Sonny Gray on the 29th, and then Yu Darvish and Luis Castillo will round out this four-game series against the Reds. Uh, both Kyle Schwarber and Wilson Contreras absolutely have been smashing baseballs, and that'll be nice to see in Great American Ballparks since the Cubs notoriously always hit well there. Chris Bryant broke out of his hitting spunk along with Jason Hayward yesterday on Sunday. They both got their first hits of the season. Chris Bryant, another guy that is notoriously a good hitter at Great American Ballpark. We'll have to see what happens there. Uh, I uh, I don't know. Anthony Rizzo's looking pretty good despite the back spasms. The home runs seem to make him feel better. We'll have to kind of see what we what we get. We got a lot of really good pitching performances from Hendricks and Chatwood, and the bullpen held up well behind them. Darvish ended up not getting as strong as the relievers following behind him. Didn't have a bad start, but we'll have to see. I'm Interested to see what John Lester looks like in his scrimmage simulation games that he's thrown and we've seen on TV. He looked strong. Um, he pitched well against the Indians in that start. So, um, you know, it's hard to take anything with value as uh, everything's been pretty much makeshift throughout here. But, um, you know, I, as long as the Reds aren't sick, I, 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 I that's all I ask at this point. So. Um, as we talked about, there will be no other games accordingly canceled um, yet, according to Bob Nightingale. But the Phillies and Yankees, Marlins, Orioles games have been canceled. Uh, David Price, pretty outspoken and had a comment shortly after all this was coming out saying, you know, this is kind of exactly why I am sitting at home on my couch and not playing for the Dodgers right now. Um, the MLB continued to say that safety uh, for the players was their number one priority. And after going through and seeing some of the, the way the, the owners treated the players and have handled the protocols. He just didn't feel that was correct. And he's been more than validated at this point here. So the MLB has a, has to, this is a crucial day for them. They have to get this figured out. They have to tell people how they're going to handle these issues. Should an outbreak happen? Because it is happening right now. They need to set these protocols in place now, because this is likely not going to be the last time this happens. And with all the traveling that's going to be ensuing and all the issues on the East coast right now, um, I am, uh, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that this season will continue to go as planned. So all the talk for extended postseason that I was planning on talking about today probably is a moot point at this point as we wait to see what exactly happens with baseball after today. So more news coming. We'll have a podcast out for you guys tomorrow morning. Um, and we'll kind of go from there. But that is our show. Remember to get the show today. You need to subscribe to Lockdown Cubs or whatever podcast you have to use, whether it's Google, Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a five-star review. And then make sure you check out the latest episode of Lockdown MLB, hosted by Paul Francis Sullivan. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown MLB after this episode of Lockdown Cubs. You could follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Cubs. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. Thanks for tuning into your guys' daily Cubs podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day. And as always, go Cubs.